Live from the Pacific Northwest, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. Real. True. Stories. May the narrative be with you. Um, So, I'm sitting in my kayak, and I'm putting on at uh, Canyon Creek. It's this really classic Class 5 run up in Washington that feeds off of the southwest side of Mount St. Helens. And uh, I'm having a really hard time getting my spray skirt on because I'm shaking really bad, much like I am now. And it's because I'm terrified. My skin is on fire, and I'm pretty sure I might puke. Um, But I was pretty sure I was still going to get on this river. I'd run it one other time. Um, The flows were at a trickle, which made it a class four. And when I looked at the gauge that morning online, the flows were a bit higher. And I thought I was ready to step up a little bit more. But when we got there, it was rushing and flowing. And it was like four times the flows of what I had originally done, which meant that either I was going to leave and walk out, or I was going to run my first class five down a river that I was unfamiliar with, with a bunch of dudes who were really solid class five boaters. I thought about where I'd come from, how I'd gotten to that point and got myself in that situation. Five years previous, I was just like a lower middle class kid from Southeast Portland and I didn't know that Yosemite Valley was a place or that I'd ever go there. And I didn't know that I'd climb a peak in Glacier National Park and I didn't know that I'd ever scale a rock wall or go down a river or kayak the Grand Canyon. But then there I was, and I discovered all these things and a passion for the wilderness that I had never known that gave me such confidence and such power in my life. And my friends were like, you got this. It's only water. Follow my line. So off I went. Canyon Creek is just that. It is a creek that runs through a really narrow canyon uh, with walls that are are really sheer, like uh, basalt. And when it gets really cold, there's icicles that form on the walls and and trees seem to grow just right out of the rock and shoot straight up. And when the sun comes in just right, you see it shoot through the the trickle of water coming off of the rock walls and and the mist coming off of the white water. The water is, is very clear and cold and greenish tinted. The rapids that make up the river are a series of ledges and boulder gardens and waterfalls with names like Terminator (laughs) and Thrasher and Hammering Spot. And as I was surviving down the river, um, I was thinking about Big Kahuna. Big Kahuna is the tallest drop on this river, not the hardest drop, but the tallest. It's a 17-foot waterfall with a narrow entrance that opens up into this big bowl, um, like a coffee cup. And on one side, the wall is just raised for, for hundreds and hundreds of feet. And on the other side, it's, it's forest. And um, at the base of the walls, it's the, the, the rock cuts back 
underneath the water and the water will recirculate in there. Um, and to go off of kahuna, you have to have just the right angle and you have to plant your stroke in just the right spot to shoot your bow up so that you skid off the water and move away from the waterfall and avoid going to those caves. I didn't know where I was pretty much the whole time. I was just following these dudes. And uh, the rapid leading into Big Kahuna is quick. And you only really know Big Kahuna is there because there's mist and because your friend told you. Um, and I saw all these guys in the eddy on the right and I knew from before that I had to get over there. And anyway, I was following them no matter what. So I barely got into this eddy uh, that sits, that you need to catch, especially if you're a beginner, to like hit that right, that perfect angle to get off a big kahuna. And as I sat in that eddy, I had this thought that I have often on new runs or waterfalls or rapids that I'm afraid of, which is like, you can get out of here still. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot do this. You can walk around. You can hike your boat up. You cannot do this. You can quit. Um, and that thought is something that repeats itself over and over again, even as you're pulling out of the eddy and approaching the lip. And then there comes a point of no return. And you're just committed. And everything drops away except for what you're doing right there. And I'll tell you, as a kid from the 90s diagnosed with ADHD, that is a really sweet space to be in. <laughs> it doesn't happen that often where the only thing I have in my mind is what's happening right now in this very moment. Usually there's a lot going on. So to go off Big Kahuna, you have to lean forward and you have to wait as you're going over the lip of a 17-foot waterfall and find that point where you're going to plant your paddle to take this stroke. And I missed that. I went off of it like this. <laughs> I fell down. <laughs> I flipped over underwater, and I got shoved into the cave. Being underwater in a kayak in whitewater is like being in a toilet bowl. And you have to keep your shit together. <laughs> you have to like get in this like this position, like, right over here, and you have to, like, get yourself back upright. Um, and the water is chaotic, and you don't know where you are. And, and I knew I was in the cave, but I didn't know if I was going to go really deep, and I didn't know what was further downstream. So I knew that if I pulled my skirt, my chances of dying went up. Um, definitely my embarrassment level went up. And the chances of losing all of my gear went up. So I hung on. And I tried to roll myself back up several times. I was running out of air. I was getting really tired. It's really cold, so it's shocking, and your adrenaline's going. Um, but I couldn't get up. So I waited until the water calmed down, and it did. And I came back up. <gasps> And all my friends are cheering. And all I want to do is get the fuck out of my boat. <laughs> but I didn't want them to see me cry or to know how flustered I was. So I paddled over to the nearest boulder guard, or the nearest boulder, 
got out on shore, and like took all my stuff off. I was like, oh my god. Okay, all right. Am I gonna puke? No, I'm not gonna puke. Okay. I wanna get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Don't want you back in my boat. Um, I assessed the situation and knew it was coming up later on. There was still champagne, which is as blissful as it sounds, <laughs> and hammering spot, and Toby's, which was named after Toby Scarpella, who died there in May 2000. And the walls around me rose up hundreds of feet. A part of class five, getting that rating, is that it's so committing. You're in there, and there's no getting out. And an extraction is really, really difficult. But I've been off champagne before, and I've been off other drops. And the feeling of flying for that brief second and being totally self-reliant and in control, it's better than sex. It's, I've been skydiving. It's better than skydiving. It's better than skydiving. Um, and I knew that that could also happen. And I knew that I could survive stuff. Like, I had swum before. I'd been pinned in my boat. I'd had bad stuff happen. I could live. And odds were, I was going to live. So I said, fuck it, and got back in my boat. <laughs> I went off champagne. <laughs> Boom. Oh. oh, it's so good. Oh. <laughs> It's like orgasming in the cradle of Eden. <laughs> it's that beautiful and that fucking good. Um, I went off hammering spot. <laughs> oh, so good. And I walked around Toby's because that's terrifying and I wasn't ready. <laughs> and then I was done. I survived class five. I can do this. Sweet. Five years ago, I didn't know that Canyon Creek was a place. And now here I was. Today, I'm the one that tells people, you got this. You can walk around, but I think you got this. And it's only water. Thank you.